I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You recognize that music? That's the X-Files theme. Remember that show? When I was growing up, it was my younger sister, my dad, and I. We'd watch it every week. And if you remember anything about that show, it was replete with conspiracy theories. Now, I shouldn't make light of this next topic. You see, there are conspiracy theories aplenty right now, and some of them are so far out of hand that they present a a real threat to the integrity of our elections and our, you know, very ability to vote and make informed decisions. KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson has been spending some time over the past few days digging into a number of these questions. What are the conspiracy theories that are out there right now? What's being done to identify and deal with them? And going further than that, how does the Utah's Department of Public Safety work to help people identify uh, disinformation? Paul, sir, how you doing? I'm doing okay, although um, if you could have that X-Files theme kind of playing in a loop, um, oh, sure. All the way behind us. In our, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, don't even take it down. Absolutely. The entire time. So, there you go, buddy. Uh, it was either this or Unsolved Mysteries, oh, one yeah. of those theme songs. But, yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes to some of the bigger um, – when it comes to conspiracy theories, I mean, it's one of those situations where how do you define it? Well, a lot of people kind of define it as just something that has not been proven or it has been debunked or it's just kind of unproven so far. And apparently, according to a report from Bloomberg, they say that more than half of us in this country believe one theory or another that, um, you know, can't be proven or it has been kind of debunked already. Um, some of the reasons why they stick around these theories is because some of them, in fact, turn out to be true. I remember when Area 51 was a conspiracy theory, and then it turns out that the place actually does exist. And so that's why sometimes you have these kernels of the theories that kind of fuel the rest of the others. Well, if the government was lying about one thing, how, you know, how is it possible that they won't lie about another? Some of the stuff that has been not proved so far, there is a big conspiracy about how um, uh, the, uh, Donald Trump wants to shut down the Post Service specifically so that people can't mail in their ballots for him. Um, that's one that hasn't been proven. There was one that I heard not too long ago about how there is an active, active concentration camp in Lehigh, Utah. I heard this, uh, I oh want to say, about 15 years ago. Huh. And, uh, yeah, and it turns out it's just uh, uh, some people might believe that because Utah actually did have uh, an internment camp in Delta back in uh, World War II. So th- those are some of those things that, like, uh, you know, they have a maybe a nugget or they maybe refer to something that is true, but they just haven't been pro- proven and they've been debunked. So, um, But according to Bloomberg, uh, apparently, uh, most Democrats believe that the Russians have um, compromising information about Donald Trump. And according to Bloomberg, 
a large chunk of Republicans believe that the COVID-19 is no more dangerous than just a regular flu. So, other, you know, this isn't just a one-party thing. If you think it can't happen to you, it definitely can. Yeah, absolutely. And the importance is to go after good information. Conspiracy theory in itself, you know, the phrase, you know, sounds like something that you would attribute to someone who's kind of off the rocker. Uh, but the truth is, conspiracies are real. Uh, theories are real. Conspiracy theories can be real. As you mentioned, there are some yeah. uh, evidence of, of past theories proving to be uh, very, very true. <laughs> the theories of those conspiracies being absolutely 100% true. And yet, uh, some, uh, of course, as we are seeing today, uh, can be very damaging to the extent that the Department of Public Safety is involved. What can you tell us about that? Well, they recently had a campaign um, that they wanted to kind of tell everybody to just be uh, wary of uh, in disinformation. Now, they kind of have it classified in uh, three different ways, but their their uh, recent campaign just says disinformation stops with you. And they say that there's misinformation, which was not necessarily intentional, but it's bad information that kind of gets spread around. There's malinformation, which is something that is based on fact, but it was used out of context. And then there's outright disinformation. One thing that the public, uh, Department of Public Safety pointed out to me is that there was a recently a video uh, showing somebody who made it look like as if the, uh, he was not allowed to register as a Republican online um, it, it, here in this state. It turns out that video was not true. The video, um, he just kind of made his, he kind of rigged it. According to DPS, they say that he kind of rigged his computer to make it look like as if um, he was not able to register as a Republican. Now, there are some things like that that are deliberately made to kind of either uh, just just to try to trick people, whether they meant it as a joke or whether as they really tried to make, fool people into believing something doesn't really matter. But there are things that are like that going around. The good thing is we do live in an age where it's easier to verify some stuff. For example, if you see something out there that looks like President Trump might have said something, we can go back and watch the raw video to see if he really said it or not. Um, and so that's the that's the silver lining of living in this conspiracy theory time that we're in right now. And I, I guess I to that would just encourage people to actually do that legwork. If you encounter something, either a claim from your uncle's email forward or some kind of video that ends up on your cell phone as you stare there at it. And it just doesn't strike you as uh, as plausible or, you know, doesn't just it's a little too uh, obnoxious and over the top. Uh, Have a second look at it. And do exactly what you said, Paul. Yeah. If it's uh, if it's one of these deep fake type video things, and uh, you know the face and the mouth that you are looking at seems to be saying something odd, uh, a little a little extra googling, a little extra asking around. Uh, most of this stuff can be verified. It's it's much of what you and I do on a daily basis. We are confronted yeah. with you know like endless stories, and some of them come from email forwards. Some of them come from the things making the rounds on Facebook. Some of them come from some of the satirical news outlets. And uh, there are certainly, as you and I well know, uh, many techniques and tactics to, to verify this stuff. Now, uh, some of the bigger ones, uh, you probably can't Google your way to whether or not Elvis is still alive. You probably can't uh, go down the Facebook rabbit hole deep enough to uh, determine whether or not Bigfoot is still uh, up and around. Uh, but when it comes to uh, presidential politics today, uh, there's probably a good deal of legwork we can do to get to the source information and not be tricked. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of thing where um, 
you even have uh, fact checkers like on social media. There were times when I've seen fact checkers kind of pop up on Facebook to say, hey, this thing was kind of taken out of context. But the weird thing is uh, there's this erosion of trust, not just in, um, you know, the government, but also in religion and in the media and especially in the media. I mean, matter of fact, there was this one uh, professor that I spoke with, Bob Goldberg. He mentioned how um, uh, Gallup has been doing this poll for, uh, I want to say, since the 50s. And they were talking about the question is, do you trust the federal government to do what is right um, every single time, to do what is right for the American people every time? And back in the 50s, 75 percent of people said, yes, they they thought that that's what the government would do. Now we're looking at 17 percent. And so you have just complete, absolute erosion of trust. And so it and it's been because. We've been burned so many times before by bad information that we just can't, can't you know, believe what's out there. But the other thing that they kind of warn us about, if you think that this won't happen to you, it's kind of like being scammed. And, and now a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't fall for that kind of a scam. But it turns out eventually, yeah, they, they actually might because what they were told kind of hits them in a certain way. If you have uh, – if you hear something and if it seems to validate your identity – and if it seems to validate the choices that you have made, that actually is something, a sign of maybe this is, you're, you're prone, a little bit more prone to disinformation than you want to believe. Confirmation bias. It's a real thing. Paul Nelson, yep. thank you so much for your report here on these conspiracy theories. Uh, we got to get together, watch some X-Files sometime. Absolutely, buddy. All right. You take it easy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we return, we're going to touch base with the young Democrats of Utah and the young Republicans of Utah. How are folks in the younger age groups voting? What is motivating them? Are they even getting out to vote? We'll touch base with the parties next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.